0: hey, New City, this is Pastor Benjamin Kant. I'm here with our pastor, Damian Sheeter, and we're talking about the common rhythm. Uh, this is the first of hopefully many common rhythm coaching podcast episodes mm-hmm. where we really try to do a deep dive into this communal practice that we have, uh, this rule of life, if you mm-hmm. will, mm-hmm. Um, that really is intended to be a common life for a common love. Yeah. And so this morning, I want to ask you, Damian, tell us about your practice of the common rhythm.
1: Mhm. Yeah, well, I want to take this chance to speak to the word practice because that really is what it is. And I think sometimes we may forget that. We use the word practice in certain professions and and it's more obvious to us. Like for example, you're you're um, your licensed counselor, right? So you you counsel people and you have a counseling practice, mm-hmm. which is a part of what you do.
0: Yeah.
1: And you would say that it's a practice in both sense. It's the way we tend to use the word, oh, that person sees clients. Mm-hmm. But you also understand it's a practice in that you're getting better. Mm-hmm. You're getting better. We say the same thing about practicing law or practicing medicine. That's right. There are these various professions. And so in the Christian life, although it's not a profession, it's It's similar in that we are practicing a common rhythm. Once mm-hmm. we set out to do it, to become a, ter- a certain type of person, like a physician wants to be the best physician they can be. And they understand that takes a lifetime of practice. Mm-hmm. And so for, for me as a Christian, for us as pastors, as we think about leading our people in this common life and
0: common love, we really mean practice. Mm-hmm. So what I like is in- inherent, in that is growth and maturation over time that's right which also includes uh that we expect immaturity mm-hmm. <laughs> like we expect right. to be in a place where we don't have it all figured out and yeah. we're still we're still learning we're still Stumbling and, as we say, um, the the kind of courage through failure that mm-hmm. that we stumble, we fall, we get up, try again at this whole thing called loving our neighbor yes. <laughs> and loving the Lord our God with all of ourselves. Yeah, that's
1: right. I think we are at our best and most humble when we recognize that we we are immature in something or we need growth mm-hmm. over time, and we set a we set a course to do that. Mm-hmm. And um, every skill we've learned, we've practiced. Mm-hmm. So whether that that could be sleeping. If you're a little baby, you don't know how to do that. You Mm. have to be trained how to do that. You have to practice it. And then once you learn how to fall asleep in the car, then can you fall asleep in your bed and Mm -hmm. all these things? Of course, we don't remember that. All the way to how do I ask better questions? Mm. Once I've set that as a trajectory in my mind, I have to recognize that I'm not where I want to be. Mm -hmm. And I'm sure that you have lots of examples, just like I do, of leaving a conversation thinking, huh, I wish I would have asked that differently. Mm -hmm. So this is true in every area in our life. And so therefore, of course, it would be true in in our apprenticeship to Mm -hmm. Jesus that we wouldn't be excellent Mm -hmm. or we wouldn't have
0: arrived at any of these practices. Yeah, that's well said. So given this preface, then tell us um, maybe how has your, where is your practice of the common rhythm now and how has it matured? Where Mm -hmm. have you seen uh, growth, even in the the few months that we've been practicing it together?
1: Yeah. Well, I think that there are a number, or I would just say uh, certain practices on the common rhythm that were fairly easy for me to work into my schedule, but it didn't feel, well, to say it another way, I was doing them mm-hmm. and they weren't drudgery, but I wasn't quite, it was still clunky. It, it, I wasn't quite sure how it all fit together. Mm. And some of those practices, they've matured into glimpses of, oh yeah, that's that's what this is for. Mm-hmm. Now, we have a very interesting perspective in that we theoretically prayed and thought and read and crafted this, and even and even over time... Um, this wasn't our first iteration. I'll just say it that Mm -hmm. way. So, so we, at one level I understood, but once I started practicing it and experiencing it, it took some time to work it in and then to experience the benefit of that. Mm -hmm. So it's matured in that there were some practices that I was doing from the beginning, even before we launched it, as we were piloting it, Mm -hmm. that took a number of weeks for me to figure out how I was going to do it at this time. Mm and then to experience the benefit that it was designed to mm-hmm. experience. So I would say that's maturity, yeah. I, that my practice has matured over time. That makes sense. Uh, and we can get more specific about some of those practices but, um, uh, in a minute. But what I would say in general is that it's been encouraging to me to see how the, the common rhythm and the practices that, are, that make it up are becoming a part of my life. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's exciting to me.
0: Well and let the listener hear if you missed this. Uh Damien and I were like the mad scientist that tries the serum on themselves before they yeah, try that's, to that's right. release it to anybody else. So we've been at this for a little bit longer than than the rest of y'all but uh but it has been uh, having a little bit more longevity with it, I've experienced something very similar mm-hmm. where where it, it begins to fit in, in a unique way. And it's like, oh yeah, this is why this regular rhythm is really important in my life. Yes. So get us down into the nitty gritty, like even, you know, where do these practices fit into when you wake up and when you uh, go to sleep at night and, and how you start your morning and, and the ways in which you interact with people throughout the day. Like how do these actually fit into your everyday schedule?
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we can, we can talk about, for example, Scripture before screens.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, I, like many people, have a lot of my life on a screen. Mm-hmm. And therefore, Scripture has to be pretty early in order for me to do Scripture before screen. Mm-hmm. And so that just, you just kind of work backwards. Mm-hmm. Um, so for me, that practice, I, I've been tracking in a way that I hadn't tracked before using something like the tracker that we offer in the workbook. Mm-hmm. Um, what do we call that thing?
0: Yeah, that's good. Yeah, workbook. I'll call it a workbook. Mm-hmm.
1: You can, if you're listening to this and you're thinking, what is he talking about? You can still get these on the on the resource table mm-hmm. on Sunday morning, but it, it has a sample tracker in there and scripture before screen, um, I would have said, uh, well, I would just say it this way that tracking it has been super helpful mm-hmm. and recognizing that. I'm committed to scripture before screen, so that's going to give me certain limitations on my day. Mm. Um, And in order to to counteract those for whatever my day is, like this morning we had a session meeting at 6.30. Mm -hmm. Well, okay, well, I need to take that into account because I might want to prep for that meeting a little bit, which means I'm going to look at a screen. Mm -hmm. And everyone, I think, has their own example of that. If you have an early morning meeting for work or whatever it would be, um, so it's a little bit of intentionality, and I've really benefited from that just on that one particular practice. Now we already are praying uh, if you're probably if you're reading our Bible, you're praying, so that's your first prayer of the day. Mm-hmm. but for me, benefiting from i you know I actually go back to reset for renewal mm-hmm. uh, a decent amount of times to get ideas of prayer of relinquishment mm-hmm. and with the first ten days specifically in reset for renewal, that that's what all the prayers were. Mm-hmm. so I go back, uh, I, I've, I've copied and pasted those into another place.
0: That was our prayer initiative during the summer of 2020. Yeah, that's that right. Did. Exactly. Thank you. That's what we're referring to. It's available on our website. It is. To go back to
1: it. It is. It's great because at the beginning of the Common Rhythm, I went back and quickly copied and pasted those prayers into a different place. So when I say I go back to it, that's where I go back. But mm. anybody listening to this, you're right. They're still on our website. Those resources are available. Mm-hmm. The reason that's relevant is because I realized that Having a specific prayer of relinquishment that was a part of my scripture before screens, mm-hmm. um, but not directly related to it, was meaningful and helpful to me.
0: Yeah, that makes sense. So so you begin scripture before screens, and that's connected. You could say habit stacked, yes, exactly. as we've talked about exactly. um, in workshop one. Uh, it's habit stacked with the first of your three times of prayer, which is for you, a prayer of relinquishment. Right. Um, Which for our listeners, how would you uh, briefly summarize what a prayer of relinquishment is? Yeah. Or maybe even why you put it there.
1: Mm -hmm. Well, I put it there because the idea of relinquishment, you could say surrender, you could say a prayer of abiding. There are different ways to talk about it, but the word relinquishment resonates with me. I put it at the beginning of the day because I want to remind myself that my life is not my own. I'm not in control of the day, and I really wouldn't want it that way anyway. So mm-hmm. it's, a, it's me coming in line with my own fears of not being in control. Mm. That shows itself in anxiety for the day. And as I've told you before, I may not have to look at my calendar to know that. I know what I'm anxious about because I don't need to look at my calendar to mm-hmm. remember that it's that day. So for me, at the beginning of the day, to pray a prayer of relinquishment, to, to surrender my life again to Jesus is really important. Mm-hmm.
0: And so how does that, uh, that's your first of your three times of prayer. How does that connect with maybe your midday and your evening prayer?
1: My midday prayer is oftentimes the, the Lord's prayer, mm. which is a prayer of, we called it realignment in our summer 2020 Reset for Renewal mm. prayer initiative. We called it a prayer of realignment. And it definitely serves that way. I want to reorient, realign my heart with with God's kingdom and his purposes mm-hmm. Which includes, if you look through the Lord's Prayer, realigning my heart to His kingdom, but also praying for others. Mm-hmm. So for me, that's where I'll pray for either not yet Christians mm-hmm. that I'm praying for, or I will pray for other people in need that I've committed to praying to for that I've committed to praying for. So I'll put them there, mm-hmm. and then in the evening prayer, it it's, a, it's its own version of a reflective prayer. But I'm I'm thinking back on the day, and one of the mo- more powerful things for me has simply been to understand how much uh, that when we're, when we go to sleep, we are completely dead to the world. I mean, we, the Lord
0: has to sustain us. It's kind of amazing that a third of our lives is spent unconscious. Yeah. There's a, there's something in that. For yeah. Us.
1: Somehow I haven't, <laughs> I haven't reached something so punchy yet uh-huh. that I could just boom, say it on a podcast, but I am aware of the profundity of it if you just stop and think about mm-hmm. it. So i I recently have been turning that evening prayer into a recognition that I am putting
0: faith in him that I will mm. wake up tomorrow. Mm-hmm. And so... Almost like uh, Psalm 127 about he gives to his beloved sleep yes, or yeah. uh, Psalm 121 about the Lord is my keeper, like some of those really great per evening prayers. That's right. I like that. So, so you've told us about scripture before screens and three times prayer. Let's talk about the other two daily practices, uh, that are to love others. So your reach out practice and your one hour of no screens. Mm,
1: Yeah. Well, my one hour of no screens, if, if people have listened to sermons or, or been there on Sunday mornings, you will, you would have heard me talk about this. So I'll, I'll speak to it briefly, but my practice for no one hour, no screens is I walk in the house. And there's a drawer that I have to walk past to get into our kitchen. And I open up that drawer and put my phone in there. And I don't come back to it until after the dishes are done. So we we eat dinner and do the dishes. And then when the when the rest of my family goes upstairs to transition to the next thing, um, I'll do the dishes and then I, I might look at my phone. And that, that's at least an hour mm-hmm. uh, most evenings. And the reason I do that is because right now... I know that it's hard for me personally to make that transition from work to home. Mm. And yet, given our current life stage, that is the time when I can connect with my family. Mm-hmm. So to love them, I want to be as present as I can be. Mm-hmm. So that's why I've done that. And it's worked really well for me. Mm-hmm. And so that's that's my practice of one hour, no screens. We're, we're none of us, there are no screens on and we're all together. And so it's a perfect time for us in this stage of life.
0: It It wouldn't be wrong to say that you practice that as a family. That's way. exactly right. I like that.
1: In our coaching, and uh, those who have experienced workshop one so far, we there's a section where we talk about reducing friction. Mm-hmm. And one of the examples that we have given is t- on this one, get, how, what would it be like for you to reduce friction of, of you doing an hour without screens, l- lining it up with everyone else? Mm-hmm. Roommates, family yeah, members. Yeah, roommates, family members, with. whoever you're with. And yeah, so in a sense, we experience that. Mm-hmm. We experienced that. I like that.
0: So then how do you reach out?
1: Well, this is actually a good question. We've talked about before. There's an interesting reality in that I'm reaching out very consistently throughout the day Mm -hmm. to people to encourage them. And it's unique to our role as pastors. We're doing that a lot and Mm -hmm. we've already been doing that. And yet there is a way in which to sit and to be open to the Holy Spirit, to put someone in my heart and mind to reach out to that is not currently on my on my list that mm-hmm. i wouldn't have reached out to mm-hmm. that has actually been a struggle for me to mm-hmm. find a good place to, to 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 put that so what so for me i'm still in problem solving mode mm-hmm. of the practice how do i get better at this particular practice yeah. because The heart of this is, it's not that what I'm doing doesn't count, so I wouldn't want anyone to hear that because I know that we're reaching out. Mm -hmm. But for me, where I know I want to grow and I want to use the common rhythm to mature me as a disciple, is to be open to the Lord Mm -hmm. every day for Him to put someone on my heart and mind that I never would have thought of, but that He wants to use me to encourage. Mm -hmm. That has been a challenge. So. Mm
0: Um would you say that's maybe the most challenging it's practice? It's the most
1: challenging practice and I wouldn't have guessed that. Okay. I mean, I don't know what I would have guessed. Probably rest before work or fasting or something, mm. mm-hmm. mainly because for different for different reasons, but those have been not as hard mm. as reaching out in terms okay. of consistency and fitting it in.
0: Yeah. So you started us uh, on the, you just covered the daily practices. Let's talk about your weekly rhythms. Um, let's start with rest before work. What does that look like for you?
1: Yeah. Well, rest before work for, for us, we do it as a family and I'm grateful that we get to do that. I think most people could work that out. If if you have, if you're listening to this and you do have a family, um resting together is a really important principle mm-hmm. to figure out and there are always dynamics that we have to work through for us particularly the dynamics we have to work through is that i'm gone on sunday mornings before my family even gets up mm. sunday's a long day for me as a pastor and we're, we're, we're apart a mm-hmm. lot that day. Yeah. And so we had to rework that. So for us, the, our day of rest together before work is Saturday, because if you want to think about it, my work week starts on Sunday. Mm-hmm. So we've been able to do that with some success, but it took a lot of work. Mm. So we rest on Saturday and we start it on Friday night. So it goes sundown to sundown. So okay. we have a meal together first, which, which is our feast. I can talk more about that, but, um, but we view it as a family feast on Friday night. Mm. Sometimes we do have people over, so mm. it's not just our family. We feast with others. Mm-hmm. But for us as a family, we know that this has kicked off our rest, our our, our twenty four hours of rest.
0: That's really great.
1: So so then we experience that on on Saturday as a family, and then about dinner time, um, I may I may my mind may go to Sunday morning, mm. but but I've rested for those 24 hours. So that's what that practice looks like for us. I already mentioned feasting uh, as happens on Friday night, but you and I have also talked about the fact that with past- as pastors, mm-hmm. part of our vocation, we're, we're feasting with people all the time. We're feasting for them and with them, mm-hmm. and we're giving them our full attention, and that it was one of the things we love to do, yeah. truly. Similar to the reach out, but how do I get better at practicing it in a mm. distinct way? Mm-hmm. Again, it doesn't mean that all those others didn't count. Of course, they did. But that's where I am, and I think everyone who's listening to this, we it, it's good for us to reflect on the practice itself and then getting better at it, mm-hmm. practicing that practice. So for me, that's where I am in my practice. Is okay, great. Now the next step for me mm-hmm. is this, and so that's where I want to I want to get better. Yeah. So the feasting. Uh, gathered worship. Uh, if I want, if I'm getting better at practicing that, it would be to, it would be to prepare my heart in a way to recognize I'm not just coming to serve the body of Christ as the pastor, but to worship with the body of Christ. Mm-hmm. That's been something I've reflected on in a unique way since we've been talking about this. And the last one would be fasting. So right now, I fast on Tuesdays and I fast. Um, so I eat dinner on Monday night and then brush my teeth. And then I don't eat again Mm. until dinner or the afternoon Mm -hmm. uh, on Tuesday. So I fast then breakfast and lunch Mm -hmm. on
0: Tuesdays. Okay. And so you just gave us a a picture of your daily rhythms, your weekly rhythms. Um, And one of the things we've said about the common rhythm is that it's a common life for or towards a common love. That's Mm. That's the standard, if you will, to measure maturity in the common rhythm. Are you receiving the love of God? for us in Christ, and then returning that back to God uh, with your whole self and towards your neighbor as yourself. So tell us, which of these practices has added the most value to your life and in, in defining that as has made you a better lover?
1: Mm. Yeah, I love that question. Really well articulated. For me right now, it is, there, there are two competing, but I believe that One hour, no screens is the one that I'm receiving the most benefit, as you described, Mm. in this season of my life. Mm -hmm. And I've seen benefits even beyond it. So in other words, there's something powerful about every day not being in front of a screen for at least an hour. Mm -hmm. And what it's done is, because listen, there are times during that hour where there is a. If anyone has ever had dinner with children, you know that it's not always the most riveting conversation. Mm-hmm. And so, all day long, my brain has been practicing at some level, um, very quick productivity mode, fast moving. I'm either having a thought and writing a sermon or doing something, and I'm very engaged, or I'm in a conversation. Mm-hmm. And so now it's slowing me down, and my and I'm just like desperate for things to pick up. Mm-hmm. So. If I had my phone, it's not beyond me to take my phone out of my pocket and check something really quick.
0: Mm -hmm, And all
1: of us cringe at that thought, whether it's a child or any human being across Mm -hmm. from us, but we all have done it and we all know it's what we've all experienced it. So having that block of time where my brain has to experience a reality and and an interaction at a pace that's slower Mm -hmm. uh, has just taught me sometimes, sometimes we do that. Mm. Sometimes, and and it's broken. And so I've seen, I've had ancillary benefits and it's made me more present with the Lord, I think, in other days, other times, less distracting. And with others,
0: mm-hmm. we emphasize the the practice nature of these uh, various habits. But another way that the Christian tradition has talked about them is that they're spiritual disciplines. Mm-hmm. And there's something about disciplining yourself uh, that you know we've talked about creativity flourishes within confines, yeah, right? yeah. And there's some way in which you're you're freed up to have a, a much more uh, attentive, meaningful conversation with somebody if I have the discipline of not being allowed <laughs> to touch my phone. Yes, um, and and so I hear that, and that's how that's improved your ability to love your neighbor, namely your own family, yeah, your own wife that's and right. children.
1: That's right. They're the primary recipients of that growth. Mm-hmm. And and then there are others who, uh, it's also gone beyond that and expanded it to any conversation that I mm. find boring.
0: Yeah, sure. Uh, that's so helpful. Well, Damien, super helpful for us to hear how, what your practice of the common rhythm looks like. And, mm-hmm. and I'm hopeful for, uh, certainly for myself, but for our listeners that this, enables us to to deepen these practices into habits of love mm, so yes, thank you for that, your
1: time totally thank you